0: And it's not until you actually look someone in their eyes that you that you see their humanity. And so Rehumanize Your Business is all about face-to-face communication, whether that be live and really in person, or if technology or time or distance keeps you apart from the people that matter most to your business, then using video to maintain that humanization, that human level, human communication, and to communicate more clearly and succinctly.
1: You are listening to The Real Estate Sessions with Bill Rissa of Fidelity National Title, Tampa District. The Real Estate Sessions podcast is part of the Industry Syndicate Media Network. For additional real estate podcasts, check out industrysyndicate.com. Now, your host, Bill Rissa. Hi everybody, welcome to episode 193 of the Real Estate Sessions podcast. As I always say, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for telling a friend. It's how we continue to uh grow and and it really for me allows me to continue, you know, kind of following my passion, which is finding out about people, getting their story. Uh, and and and, and at the same time, connecting with, with more and more people doing really cool stuff in the industry. And you know today's episode is no exception. I've, I've known of Steve Passanelli for a long time. It goes back to tech-savvy agent and uh, all the things he was doing. I think he might have even been a top producer at that time. So he's come a long ways in the business, um, and we're going to talk about all of that and more. Steve, welcome to the podcast.
0: Thank you so much, Bill. Looking forward to our conversation today.
1: Yeah, well, I, it's 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 great to finally get it, to nail you down and have a conversation. I, I I think I always knew from the accent that that there was a little Philly in you, but then uh, as I did my homework for the episode and really checked it out, I'm just going to assume you're a native of the Keystone State. Am I right? Uh,
0: that is correct, sir.
1: T- talk about growing up. I uh, probably outside of Philly, I think, right? You weren't really yeah. uh, raised in the city, but talk tell me about growing up in Pennsylvania. What that's like.
0: I love Pennsylvania. my whole family is here. My wife's family is here and and all of our closest relatives and very family oriented so you know every weekend is a family party at someone's house and and we get together and just hang out we We really and truly do enjoy each other's company and that's you know that's why we stayed so so close and just you know just great memories I love p a I am a a cold weather and a warm weather person. More of a cold weather because I sweat too much. Uh, so I, I don't sweat as much in the in the winter and the fall. And and you know, Pennsylvania offers a wide variety of activities and seasons from skiing to being really close to to the beach. And so yeah, just love the area. You know, overall, and love the green trees and and everything that comes with the rain and the snow.
1: I, I've had a chance to to visit to visit Philadelphia. Uh stayed in Pittsburgh overnight one night. I mean, you want to talk about two different, completely different uh, geographies, <laughs> yeah. areas. I mean, it, it, like I said, that state, I grew up in California and I think, you know, we had this wide range of, you know, from mountains to beaches and you kind of have that same feel there. Right.
0: Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's not, not quite as majestic, the mountains, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, the, the beaches are great. And I still love the mountains. We had a, we had a mountain house growing up and um. Yeah, I'm I'm on and off the fence, trying to uh, acquire possibly one right now, looking at different different houses, but I, I never pulled the trigger. But eventually, I want to provide the same mountain experience for you know for my kids too.
1: Right. You have a couple of young kids, right? What What are the ages? I do. I have a
0: twin, eight year old boys, and a five year old girl.
1: Wow. That we're busy at the Passanelli house. Busy. <laughs>
0: That's for sure.
1: That's for sure. Yeah. So I, I, I love kind of chatting sports a little bit. Boy, I'm hesitant to go here because it's a Philadelphia guy. But I'm just gonna assume uh Eagles, Phillies, Sixers, Flyers, um I'm sure I'm on the right track, right?
0: Yeah, the whole the whole gamut. <laughs> okay. Eagles Eagles die, you know, die hard and you know, I love the Sixers too. My brother in law has season tickets to be with the Eagles and the Sixers, and so I go I go a lot. He he, he offers to take me with him quite frequently, so I get excited. <laughs> Nice. So uh, I got to ask you, where were you uh, when the Eagles finally got that
1: ring? What, were you with some friends? Or were you at home? How'd you, how'd you watch that game?
0: With my family. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. It,
1: you know, all I, I think about is a silver lining playbook without the crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, my dad and everybody was there and, you know, we've been waiting for it for a long time. So it was good to celebrate with my kids. I didn't want to be out with, you know, I want to be with my kids. I want to be with my family. I want like that's that's what's special to me.
1: Those 8 year old I mean, all your kids will never forget that moment. I mean, uh, no. and that's, that's just awesome. And then you got to be excited about the Sixers are up and coming. I mean, you know, they yeah. they cut ran into a buzzsaw, you know, in the playoffs, but, and then, and you picked up Bryce Harper and all kinds yeah. of you know, talent on the Phillies. It's just, it's not fair. I'm just telling you as a guy in St. Pete, Florida, it's not fair.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, an exciting time to be a Philadelphia sports fan. Uh,
1: so we'll move along a little bit from there. I see you went to Penn State and that's, when you go to college there, it's more of an experience than just like going to this great institution. Is that a fair assessment of, uh,
0: yeah, it was an amazing
1: experience. I learned, I learned a lot inside and outside the class. Yeah. So I, I know a few, uh, people back in Arizona that were, um, you know, grads and super loyal, you know, the, uh, the whole, you know, we are, uh, Penn state is, uh, is a whole lot more than just four words, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, that's the same thing. It's a it's a community, your family with your Penn State alum, which I'm sure is, is similar to, to other colleges. But so many people go back. It's not even it's not even funny. How far away did you grow up from Happy Valley?
1: About three hours. Oh, OK, so it was far enough away to be away from mom and dad, but yeah. close enough to you were visiting quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's cool. What, what did you study there?
0: Uh, marketing. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> good. Good. Yeah, studied marketing and, and got and I got a job in, at, in sales immediately after. Uh, and then obviously I'm swung back around and uh, and now I'm, I'm I'm back in marketing. But you know it's funny everything that I needed to to learn in business I learned being the social chair for our fraternity because every skill that I use being the social chair for our fraternity in terms of giving presentations on why. You know, the sororities would want to come to our parties to planning to, to maintaining budget and everything else like literally I learned everything right there in, in that role Wow I'd I love to hear that because you, if you think about it, um, you know sometimes frats get a
1: didn't they, they get a bad name, but yeah. the fact that yeah the, the fact that you, that life skills were being developed at that time uh, that, that turned into at the same time really invaluable uh, skills for work.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, you need to articulate your value proposition when you go to these sororities and they decide if they want to have a party at your fraternity or not and how many they want to have and what what offering are you going to bring in terms of the party? Are, are they the heroes of your story? Or are you the hero of the story? And, you know, like making it all about them and making it about their experience and everything else, like that. that really shifted like that is I learned so much in in creating presentations designing sales pitches because that's all that was and then you're going back to your fraternity and you're pitching them on the parties that you know that that you pitched and then you have to sell a different group and it's 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 not dissimilar to sales in the real world and all the experience i've had in the real world
1: got to give a shout out which fraternity are we talking about
0: Biasing the cap
1: all right good first
0: gig out of college what was your first job top producer i was a sales rep Right in the real estate industry, so I graduated in 2000. So I've been in this industry for in the tech, the real estate tech industry for 19 years, and and uh, never had any other job but in real estate tech throughout my entire career. So I, I like I feel like I'm like I'm gonna go back to family. This is getting cheesy. Uh, I feel like I'm part of, like the real estate families. I know I've known so many people for two decades now, you know, in the industry.
1: When you first started with Top Producer, they were already owned by Move, right? No,
0: no, not yet. Oh,
1: let's talk about that. Talk about um, how that how that occurred, right? So you started with Top Producer. Were they a standalone company at the time?
0: Yeah, they were uh, privately owned by the Purcells and uh, up in up in Richmond in Vancouver, and and then we got acquired by Home Store. Which, if you mm. if for those of you listening that were in real estate for uh, for a long time, Home Store was was interesting, and and the uh, executive team, I guess. Yeah, faked all those numbers and half—I don't know—half of them went to jail or something like that, and, oh, and our right. stock yeah. price plummeted, and I lost all the money. that is as a young twenty-some-year-old person, all the money. I was like, oh, I'm going to put all my money into this company. This is amazing. They told us we should do it, and I did it, and then and then everything fell apart once they uh once they put our executives in jail, and and so yeah, that was an interesting and, and another learning experience that I had. <laughs> is that when the acquisition occurs with move? Yeah, so Home Store turned into Move. It actually, okay. so, so Home Store bought Top Producer, and then I guess they needed a rebrand and a refresh. So they renamed, it. I mean, it's, the Home Store just turned into Move, and then they kind of started anew with a new leadership team and done a nice job ever since.
1: Somewhere along the way, you run into Chris Smith, and the two of you, I, I, th- I think I have this right, where the two of you kind of Started working together on this tech savvy agent website, a a blog site at the time when blogs were really just kind of starting to take off. Um, Am I kind of on track with that? Can you talk about how that all kind of came together?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you're spot on. So I was at that point in time. I was the national sales manager for for Top Producer, and still worked you know locally here and there selling a bit you know as, as well. And I needed to hire someone in Florida, and and so Chris applied for the job. And his first interview, it it was good. It wasn't great. I was debating on whether I was going to put him through until all the way at the end. And he started asking these questions that showed such, he was so inquisitive. He was so curious. It wasn't like, it just blew me away. Like the interview portion was just okay. The questions he asked at the end, he was just so darn curious. I'm like, wow, okay. No, this person's going through you know, to the, to the next round, ended up hiring him, taught him the, the sales pitches, which at, at that point in time, we were doing edu sales, we were getting into offices, not by saying we want to sell you top producer, but by providing real help on landing pages and providing uh, presentation assistance. And then we would tie that into our products. And so taught Chris, you know, our presentations and the things that we created, and then Chris was like, I'm going to take this to the next level. And then he went and, and said, I'm going to create a website, started building out the website. He's like, you want to do it with me? It's basically everything we've been teaching face-to-face, but we can scale it. And I'm like, yeah, let's do that. So we ended up scaling it and, and uh, put everything that we were teaching face-to-face on, you know, online and more. And and then, uh, then move, send us, sent us some letters and said that you did this on company hours, it's ours. So took it away. Okay. I didn't know
1: that part of it. So <laughs> is, is tech savvy agent still alive today?
0: No, so they took it away, they didn't do anything with it, and it died.
1: Yeah, that's what happens with blogs and, and websites. <laughs> you got yeah. to keep them up. Yeah, that's interesting. You're with, with Move for how much longer after the tech savvy agent years, right? Because you you, you kind of switched roles with them uh, and kind of moved away from Top Producer, correct?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, and worked more directly with, with Move and with a small traveling team where I did training and education out on the... Out on the road, 48-city uh, tour, and, and that's, that's my passion. You know, I love, I love teaching. I love watching someone's eyes light up when they understand a concept, or maybe they didn't understand it before, but um, it was explained in such a way that made sense for them or connected with them on an emotional level, and that's when we started doing the full-day training classes, and that's, that's really – like, and that's how I look at marketing right now, too. Is marketing is, is education and, and training, and that's, that's really where the, my passion – Started growing, you know, for for teaching and training.
1: You were out there with Max and and that whole crew, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. I think I think I saw you in a, in Tempe at a, a cool place in the Buttes, right? In uh, yeah. <laughs> up above oh, up above the Angels. Yeah. Nice. Somewhere along the way, Bomb Bomb comes calling. Uh, and look, I'm a I've been on, I've had a BombBomb Bomb account since 2012. I'm embarrassed to tell you my fee. I'm not going to say it out loud on the show because <laughs> yeah, the grandfather don't. did not <laughs> They've been yeah. very kind to me. And uh, once again, I think it's, you know, I, I do believe our business is all about relationships. I'm a big fan of Sean Carpenter's. I think, you know, Sean and, yeah. you know, uh-huh. building relationships, solving problems, having fun. And, uh, you know, the one-to-one personal videos, I think just rock. So we're going to talk a little bit about BombBomb Bomb here for a while, but let's Let's first find out how you hooked up with them and how that process happened.
0: So I found BombBomb Bomb in, Bomb Bomb in 2011 uh, by just doing a web search, and uh, signed up for for their product. And we were trying to convert Facebook leads. And Facebook leads back in 2012, 13, around that time that that we were trying to do that, they um, they were pretty much new, right? You know, mm-hmm. Facebook advertising in general was was fairly new, and so we had this 48 city tour, but we need to generate business uh, through other means. And we're like, all right, we'll run Facebook ads, and then we will try to convert them and sell them, you know, these tiger lead products and these other products that we were selling. And what made it really difficult, we couldn't convert any of those leads uh, until we started sending personal one to one videos. And then we would run a Facebook ad, we'd send a video immediately. And say, hey, Bill, thank you so much for filling out the form online. I just wanted to let you know I'm a real person. I'm here to answer all your questions and show you how Tiger League can fit into your day-to-day business and help you make more money. And then we, you know, we go into our go into our pitch there or show the product, depending on what, what video it was. And we started closing $30,000 deals without talking to people on the phone simply by using video. And so I was a huge, huge video player. Opponent from 2011 to 2015, and then BombBomb sponsored. I used it so much, uh, and had so many great success stories from it. They're like, oh, we'll, we'll sell to real estate people, which I, I help them in the real estate industry too. Uh, and then we'll sponsor your tour. And so they sponsored our, you know, 48 city tour there. And and then finally they were like, why, why don't you just come over and be with us? And I said, okay, let's do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's great. So you've been there now
0: four years. It's been that long. Yeah, yeah. So I started uh, in the beginning of 2015.
1: You knew the importance of video. You were looking for something to help you deliver video
0: at the time, right? I was. Yeah, we we actually t- I was with Jeff Lobb at the time and uh, mm-hmm. and we were at an Explode conference sitting down like brainstorming marketing ideas. And uh and I think it was Jeff that 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 brought it up. He was just like, "Do you know of any video email services?" And I was like, "Oh, let me go check." And I just went on to Google and typed in video email and just stumbled upon the 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 BombBomb website. And so yeah, we actually searched for video email in 2011.
1: Your your role now, you are Chief Marketing Officer, correct, with uh, BombBomb?
0: Right. Correct.
1: And 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 uh, we got to talk about the book that you and Ethan Butte now Ethan Butte who's been there for seven or eight years quite a while yeah and and, and you get the idea to write a book
0: I think- no so Ethan who's also first on the book there and that's one of the okay. reasons why why he's first on the book so Ethan always wanted to do a book on BombBomb and uh, and about the growth of BombBomb and how we started and. And so he, he's been thinking about that for years and years and years, always wanted to do the book. Me, on the other hand, um, I went to Penn State. And at Penn State, you either take, when you first get there, you either take uh, English 15 or English 30 uh, for your first class. 15 being, you know, the, the normal class and 30 being for the uh, advanced English people out there. I ended up taking English four, which is for the remedial people that can't write very well at all and (laughs) accounted for zero credits. So knowing that, (laughs) knowing that, yeah, Ethan's just been dabbling with the book for a while. And and we began talking about it, getting excited about the book topic. And then you know, in our conversations, you know together, we were like, uh, let's not make it about bomb bomb. We need to make it. We have all of this rich information and a decade worth of knowledge about how to communicate through video and what to do and when to do it. And that's when it it shifted a little you know a little bit there. and then Ethan and I would would get together, you know, he started the book, and then we would get together every morning. Uh, for two or three hours, brainstorm the topics, and then he would write for the rest of the afternoon. And then the next morning, we would get together for uh, for three hours, and then he would write for the rest of the afternoon. And it happened like that for about a month. Wow! Talk about the thought about
1: rehumanize. I mean, I, I think I love that title. When I when I say that to people, hey, have you seen this new book? It's called Rehumanize Your Business. It does it get, there is a like a look in their eyes like, what are
0: you talking about? That's that sounds <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah. So so someone decided 25 years ago that our most important business communication was going to be relegated to black and white text on your laptop, desktop or mobile screen. And so now more and more of our communication went digital. We removed the messenger from the message uh, and we can't communicate as well. Typing. Out your, you know, your your business proposals, uh, following up with people, you know, your your communication through text, where people have only been writing for 500 years. The majority of the world has only been writing for about 500 years. You know, it was something that was reserved only for the select few. But we've been talking since the beginning of mankind. And so this whole rehumanize your business is okay. Let's take what we are born to do, and that's communicate face to face let's not go down the path of increasingly using digital communication to relegate for our business conversations but let's let's meet face to face through synchronous and asynchronous video communication and asynchronous being bomb bomb how can we get face to face how can we make business more personal more human there's an awesome article from the in the new york times called the epidemic of facelessness and they talk about all the issues that occur when People don't see each other eye to eye and they give you know, different examples. Like you read a blog post and the comments underneath are just like vicious towards one. Of, you know, people are just saying things they would never say if they were face to face or like road rage. You don't see the other person. You don't see the other human being in the car. You just see a car. So you treat that person differently. You treat the people online, you know, differently, and it's not until you actually look someone in their eyes that you that you see their humanity. And so, rehumanize your business is all about face-to-face communication, whether that be live and really in person, uh, or if technology or time or distance keeps you apart from the people that matter most to your business, then using video to maintain. That humanization, that human level, human communication, and to communicate more clearly and succinctly.
1: You have uh, quite a few success stories in the book, and I'll put you on the spot here. Do you do you have like one customer out there of of BombBomb that you like talking about? Somebody who's done some really cool stuff and and really embraced the uh, the whole you know video. I want to say relationships through video, you know, message
0: yeah the movement there there there's so many and we talk about so many in the book from people that have sent a lot of videos over 10,000 like Danny Dorkson or Cliff Saunders and and his team to to people that have sent thousands of videos but they're all one to one and they've been so impactful like the Andy Algers um I love the you know the opening of the book Ethan put one of his own personal stories in there and it's just amazing Ethan never met Andy Alger before, but has seen Ethan's videos again and again and again. And when Ethan's mom passed away, Andy Alger drove hours and hours away to go to his mom's funeral. They've never met face to face. They've only met through video. But through that connection, through seeing Ethan and hearing Ethan, he felt the need to drive out there. And the difference is if Ethan was always communicating with newsletters and text-based communication, there's a 0% chance that would have happened, but he didn't. Ethan communicates through through video a lot and that allows Andy to connect with him. But then there's one personal story from the book there from Ethan, but you know, Andy is, is just a master at using video and he does the imperfect video so perfectly. He does a oh. quarterly market update and in his quarterly market update, he takes little yellows, cards like note cards and he'll write a number on it It we'll say like five percent or two percent and seven percent and then he goes through and he goes through every local area that he services and he says like flint michigan up three percent and then he provides like one quick sentence about flint and then he'll bring up another area um, xyz area down two percent and he provides a little context and he does this every single quarter and people it's so like Non-produced, non-professional little, you know, three-by-five cards that he's holding up, and he just does it in a fun and interesting way in three minutes or less, and he goes through the real estate market locally each quarter, and people love it. And then what he does is he follows up one-to-one with the people that engage with that the most. And he'll follow up and he'll say something to the effect of like, hey, hey, Bill, you know, hopefully you got my market update this quarter. He knows that they did. Uh, But hopefully you got my market update this quarter. And if you have any specific questions about Flint and how that market's performing, just let me know, because I have some interesting information about it. And now he's got a strategy every quarter for reaching out to the people that are interested in his messaging through one to one and mass sending at the same time. Wow, that's that's brilliant. I love that. Yeah, because like the stats the analytics
1: on the back end of bomb bomb uh, absolutely rock right <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I know yeah that's the best
0: part yeah, uh, you know you can you can track a uh, open and a click and most programs track opens and clicks but the true measure of engagement is that video play and if they yep. played the video and if they played the entire video because you just got face to face with them sometimes people will send a mass email out and they'll say only 7% of the people watched my video, and maybe they sent it to 100 people, so that's only seven people to make the math easy. And and they're like, oh, that's awful. This isn't this isn't working. Listen, you just teleported yourself and stood in front of seven people to do a minute and a half worth of work to create the video, or a minute to create the video. Like that is an awesome return on your investment. You'd have to get in your car and drive over there. You just got face to face. That still means something. Those seven people are the people that you should be talking to. And now you know that there's other people, eh, they're for phase two. You follow up with them later.
1: I love the three second GIF now that's kind of created. And the fact that you've got people holding up little whiteboards with the person's name. I mean, talk about capturing someone's attention when that email is opened up.
0: Yeah. I mean, that that's one of the biggest things and the best things that you can do to show someone that one, you care and two, the email is just for them because today you think about how you check your email, Bill. You, like you go in mm-hmm. and you call your email down into something more manageable and you get rid of all the junk that, you know, you don't want to read and you pop up, pop, pop and like delete those out. And your brain, your 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 system, one side of your brain, the 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 emotional side of your brain is going through and it automatically instantaneously can detect. If an email is personal or if it's a marketing piece and all of the marketing emails get pushed aside, right? It's pushed aside. What yeah. that three second animated GIF does is that someone's clicking through. It's a pattern disrupt. It tells that primitive part of your brain, the, the brain that can instantly recognize a marketing piece that has that has HTML graphics and pictures. People know that that wasn't sent directly for them. Now something goes off in the primitive side of the primitive side of the brain and they say, oh, pattern disrupt. This little animated video in my email has my name on it. That's not normal. That's not something that you know that I see every day. and it causes them to stop and it causes them to to look and click in. I saw an awesome, awesome animated thumbnail recently. One of our clients, not in real estate, uh, but he was cold emailing and outbounding uh, a potential client, uh, somebody that he wanted to work with. and he saw he looked up the person on LinkedIn and saw that they like coffees from around the world. So he drew a coffee cup on a whiteboard and put the company logo on the coffee cup with like these little red markers, red and black markers. And it took him like a minute to draw this little coffee cup and put the company logo on there, but he held that up and used that as his little animated preview. So when the person received the video email, the video was moving, he saw the coffee cup, he saw the person's face, his name's Omar, he was reaching out, he saw Omar's face. And he got a response back. He's like, that got my attention because he broke through the sea of monotony, which is our email. And he, one, identified that this this isn't a mass email. This is just for you. Two, I took the time to do it. And three, you were worthy enough for me to take time out of my day to send you something personal and stop and record you a video. And it's highly impactful.
1: I'm just going to guess that these sorts of Little nuggets were all over the place recently in Denver. As <laughs> I think it was a week ago, for the, your very first rehumanize event, talk about the uh, the development of that. Uh, talk about some of the key takeaways that that I'd like to hear your takeaways because you you know you're a part of the event. You're obviously were part of the team that put it together. What were some of the great things you took away as opposed to someone who was there as an attendee? Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, yeah, it does. You know the thing. So I said two ways. The thing we wanted to accomplish for that event is we didn't want any vendors and we didn't want sales pitches. Funny, Bill, because that's how I built my entire career from pitching from the stage. Uh, But I was like, no, I don't don't want a single paid pitch up on the stage. I want real practitioners. You know, this is this is who we want to put up. We want to put real estate and mortgage professionals up there, people that are doing it and people that we knew could also present because there's a fine line. Like you could put someone up there that is adept at what they do. But they can't convey that. And so we we hand selected all of these people that we knew could present and had something to share and was a practitioner. And now the audience can sit back and listen to these people that are doing it every day. It's not just theory. It's not someone saying, This should work because this is how it should be done. And I'm a I'm a paid speaker, you know, to, to get up there and I'm gonna try to pitch you our product at the end. No, these are just normal real estate agents and LOs that that want to share what they're doing, and that's what made it feel like such a community. And so some of the big takeaways there, you know, it wasn't all about one-to-one video. It wasn't about responding to leads and following up with past clients and apology videos and one-to-one videos. It was video in every sense of the term it was marketing videos, relationship videos. It was how to edit videos, um, how to be comfortable on camera. It was how to recruit using video, uh, how to generate repeat and referral business video, YouTube, everything. And so there were so many fantastic, topics and a lot of them around bomb bomb and 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 the efficacy of, of one-to-one video but um, I'll, I'll jump out of that realm for a moment my favorite part outside of of those everyone was talking about how to stretch content out because no one has the time to create all this video content. And so there were so many different speakers and different styles for taking a pillar piece of content, having a theme or a thrust, and then taking that one piece and then breaking that one piece down into all these other bite-sized pieces that could be shared over weeks and in different formats and different ways to generate engagement. But you're not creating new content all the time you're taking pillar pieces of content breaking that up into other pieces which is much faster to do and more effective and I know that's not coming across here with what I'm saying because you had to be there for the three days and see it and see how people are doing it but that that's how they do it because I know the first thing people think is how in the world am I going to start doing using video in my business like I don't have time to do any of that well there are strategies there's structures and frameworks that you can use um,
1: will we see another Rehumanize next spring?
0: I'm pretty sure it's not going to happen in the spring, but but perhaps the the summer. Uh, and right now we're working on what you know Rehumanize two looks like. Rehumanize sold out. It, it sold out last year, and our event was in May. We had 500 seats, and then a few people gave up you have any event, they're like, oh, I can't come. So then we had like 20 some seats open up from the people that that wanted a refund before the event. And then we resold those. Um, But we sold out really quickly. And and there was something about having that small group, you know, we could go in and try to open up to 1000 people, maybe or 1500, which I think we could do too, because the content was so good. 87% of the people that attended gave it from one to 10, how likely are you to return? 87% said 10, and the rest wow. said eight or nine. So I, I think we can get a lot of people there, but do we want that? Is that what's in the best interest of the attendee maybe is a little bit more people in the best interest so they can interact and mingle because that's where they learn. And those are the questions we're trying to answer right now, because at the end of the day, we didn't do that event because we wanted to make money. We didn't make any money off that event. We did that event because we wanted to give back to the real estate community, the community that I believe in. And though we talk about family in the beginning, but like, I believe the real estate community is my family too. Um, and we wanted to give back to the real estate community, and that's why we didn't want vendors, and that's why we wanted a small group. And so it's just answering those questions on how to make it the best possible event for the attendees. Right. How often are you out in Colorado Springs, you know, the headquarters, right, of BombBomb? Yeah, probably like eight, eight, nine times a year.
1: Okay, yeah. So you're able to – it's so easy today, right, to work remotely. Yeah, um, through Zoom chat. We use Zoom and video chat. It's great. Yeah, yeah that's great. Well, look, I've had you here, um, Steve, the over the half hour I've asked of your time. So I'm going to ask you the same question I've asked every guest, including Ethan, uh, like last year sometime. And that's uh, if you could give one piece of advice to a new agent just getting started, what would it be?
0: One piece of advice to a new agent getting started. I don't know if this is uh, if this is maybe it's it's a it's a bit too broad, but man, throughout my entire life and career, like I I. Never thought that I could do it. I never thought that like I was good enough to push forward. I was mentioning this. I was on another uh, podcast this morning and, and mentioned the, the the same thing. You know, I always thought that writing a book and doing all of these things were for you know other people. And you know, I looked at the people in the industry and didn't think I could ever get there. And it was through support of like friends and family that that helped me like open my eyes to the to the potential. Um, And it was through mentorship. And so to answer your question specifically, I think the advice that I could give to someone new just starting in the business is believe in yourself and do that by finding a great mentor and or mentors, people that have already done what you want to do people that are smart, people that you aspire to be, people that, that lift you up rather than hold you down. And if you find that that small group of people that you can connect with and that they will mentor you, that is the biggest thing that you can do to fast track yourself to success. So it's, it's not about the tech or the technology you know that you're using or the tools that you're using. It's, a, it's about having a clear path, understanding what your goals are and your path to get there. And the only way to do that is to have some type of experience by your side. So I don't know if that's too broad of an answer for you, but mentorship. Oh, I love it. And I love it. Steve, if uh, someone wants
1: to reach out to you, what's the best way to do that? And then um, what are, is there a website we can go for the book? And, you know, this is a chance to kind of give us all that information.
0: Yeah, for sure. If you want to read the book, Rehumanize Your Your Business, you can grab it off of Amazon and grab it off of Barnes and Nobles. Um, but we actually, exciting news, we are the number 17th Top-selling book at Barnes and Noble's for all books in any genre, wow. uh, which is super exciting. Ethan and I went to the Barnes and Noble store and we were like, "Okay, let's go find our book." And we're looking around and we couldn't find the book. And then we turn around and it's on the bestsellers rack. And we're like, "Oh my god!" Then, that's how we found out. And then our <laughs> publisher told us, which is super exciting. So yeah, you can find it at, on Amazon or any uh, any website and, and pick up your copy of the book. It comes with a companion website. So you read the content in the book, you can reference the book quickly and easily, then you get to watch and see all the videos online through our, we've spent just as much time on the website and providing that video content so you can consume it both ways. And that was our goal in the beginnings. People always laugh, they're like, why did you write a book about video? Isn't that like... backwards. (laughs) Shouldn't be doing a video (laughs) about video. Um, And and it's because it's the best way to consume the content and to quickly reference as a book. But we still have all the video content online for people to feel and to experience it. So, yeah. So go grab the book. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on uh, LinkedIn or Twitter. And it's all Steve Passanelli. So P-A-C-I-N-E-L-L-I.
1: Steve, I can't thank you enough for your time. Uh, th- I love talking to people who are passionate about what they do because it comes through every single time. And I can't wait to see what BombBomb's got up their sleeve. I'm sure there's going to be something coming. It's always been evolving and changing, and and they're always, uh, in my opinion, one of the best tech startups that that that, that came about back in the, the late what 2008, 2009. I think that they're just doing great things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much, Bill, for having me on the show. I I enjoyed our conversation and look forward to uh, maybe seeing you in a video sometime soon or even in person.